Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. All of the victories that we had together as a church family in 2021, that although there were some major difficulties in that year, I love a video like that that highlights all of the awesome ways that God still used us as a community. Can you put your hands together one more time? And I look forward to what God is going to do in 2022. No matter what you say, it's going to rhyme. Just want you to know that. But good morning, church family. My name is Pastor Amy. My husband and I are the senior pastors here. We have the privilege of leading this awesome church. And I'm really excited that you guys decided to come and join us either in person or if you're watching online, we welcome you. And I have the opportunity to kick off a brand new series. But before I do so, um, I do want to mention, I know that they already said it in the announcements, but um, there's a challenge that starts tomorrow. How many of you are hyped about the prayer and fasting challenge? Oh, okay, I'm going to ask you this time next week, and we'll talk about how excited we are. But uh, we have some really great resources for you if you are wondering how you can be a part of our church uh, time that we're dedicating to 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, You can go on Instagram, you can go on col.tv, and you can see some of those details. We're giving you options because we're nice. We're giving you options because we realize that although there are wonderful, amazing spiritual benefits to fasting, not all of us can do it in the same way, and it's okay. But the idea is, is that it's still a sacrifice. The idea is that you're still abstaining from something. And, you know, just like the physical challenges that you see, you know, the 30-day tread challenge or whatever, that's old school. I don't even know if people do that anymore. That's like Jillian Michaels. Do you guys remember her? Okay, that's kind of telling my age a little bit. But uh, you see all of these like physical challenges online about getting in shape and, you know, eating a specific way. But that really does benefit you in the physical sense of being stronger and leaner and, uh, you know, attaining goals. But... The 21 days of prayer and fasting aren't just benefiting you physically, it's benefiting you spiritually. And the same way that you can track your progress with some of those physical challenges, you can do so spiritually. You can start a fast expecting God to speak in a specific area and when you end it, you should be able to measure how much he did so based on your sacrifice, your time that you set aside, the fact that when you feel hungry, when you want to eat French fries, let's just say, as someone who would totally crave it, I'm going to have them today to prepare myself. But when I want those things, rather than just giving in to that that temptation, the idea of this time that we're setting aside is that I should lean into my relationship with the Lord. It should cause me to think and consider Him. And we're going live every day, Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. So I encourage you that um, maybe you could set an alarm on your phone or set 
the, turn on the notifications on Instagram, and then that way you'll see when um, one of our team members goes live. And we look forward to doing this together. And I truly believe that God is gonna show us something really significant in our lives as individuals and our lives as a church family. So today I am kicking off the series. It is entitled, Where Hope Lives. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we have together. That anytime we gather in your presence, anytime we gather in your life-changing, power-giving presence, things shift in our lives. Or rather, things have the opportunity to shift if we're available. And Lord, I just thank you right now that each of us would lean into what the Holy Spirit wants to do and we would make ourselves available. We don't need another inspirational message. We don't need another motivational speech. We need the power and presence of Jesus. And I ask today that you speak and you move and you change us into your image and likeness in a greater way. In Jesus' name, and all who are available, can you say amen? Amen. Do you think it's okay if we have fun in church sometimes? And all the sanguines said, amen. amen. I'm guilty of being the one at staff meeting that continually is saying, but how are we going to have fun? If we're planning a conference, if we're planning an event of any kind, I'm immediately going to, but where's the fun in all of that? So I would just ask that maybe you join me today and let's have fun with this conversation. Is that okay? You know, church doesn't have to be stuffy. It doesn't have to be you just coming and, you know, putting in your time and then you leave and you check it off of your list. It can actually be enjoyable. And I hope that you do enjoy today. But I have a question for you in addition to that. Do you like to be invited to things? Instantly the room is divided. Because I know how people are when it comes to certain social gatherings, that there's the one group, I'm in that group, that the moment I get an invitation, I'm like, totally, I'm there. I mean, whether I intend to go or not, that's a different story because maybe I might not have the energy, but just the fact that I'm invited, it just, it melts my heart, guys. I love being invited. I look at the invitation and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's on February 12th, six o'clock. It's casual. It's, you know, I'm thinking of all of these things, but then there's the other half of the room that I'm very aware of that the moment you see that invitation, you're like, oh heck no. <laughs> you don't even entertain. You don't even look at your calendar to see if you happen to be, be available. You just instantly say no. And you instantly go to who's going to be there, how long do I have to stay? What's my exit strategy? Who am I going to be forced to talk to? What am I going to have to wear? Do I have to buy a gift? Am I right? I understand that we all have different ways of looking at invitations. But did you know that Jesus actually invited us into something and to something? The Bible is very clear that Jesus invites us into Yes, salvation, but there's more to it. He invited us into 
the family of God. And depending on how you view invitations, it could determine how you view that very invitation. As we're talking about where hope lives, part one that I have the opportunity to share with you today is a a value of being a part of City of Life Church. The Bible is clear about us being the family of God. So we took what was valuable in the word and applied it to us as a church family. And we have a statement that we say in our website, if you want to check it out. Literally, if you click on the tab and it says, who are we? The first statement says, a family growing in the love of Jesus. We are a family. I'm going to unpack this idea with you today because Jesus has invited us into the family of God. But depending on our perception of that invitation, it will determine how we engage. Let me say it this way. You know what I think is really unfortunate is how the name Karen is perceived nowadays. Isn't it kind of sad? It makes me fear for the name Amy. I just feel like it's next on the list of some kind of, some kind of judgment or canceling, yes. But you know, if you go into a restaurant, you immediately perceive and already have a, a notion as to what to expect in a restaurant. Am I right? Karens know how they're going to approach each and every situation. They know where the manager is before they even sit down. But when you go to a restaurant, depending on your perception before you go, it will directly determine how you engage in that situation. Why do we go to restaurants? Because you don't want to cook. Exactly. You want them to cook for you. You want them to serve you. You want them to clean up for you. Thank you, Lord. You want them to to be considerate to what your needs are. So you engage directly related to what you perceive their benefit or reason for existing is. Are you following me? So when you go into a restaurant, naturally, what do you do? You sit down after they, well, if they greet you in a timely manner. You sit down, you take out your menu, you just look at all of your great choices, depending on where you are. Chili's, there are not a lot of great ones, guys. We need new restaurants in St. Cloud. Any entrepreneurs? Anybody? You have my permission. We need more. Okay, you sit down. Instantly, what happens if five or ten minutes goes by? Any Karens? Tell me what happens. I mean, am I right or am I the only one that I start looking at my watch, start looking around like, okay. I mean, sometimes I'm guilty of counting how many employees are just standing around, just saying. Because I have a preconceived idea of how I expect this experience to go. 
and I'm going to engage accordingly. But let's take that scenario to this afternoon at 1.30 when I walk into the doors of my house. Could you imagine if I went and instantly sat down at my dining room table, started shuffling a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable about like three to five minutes into it, and I'm like, what are these people doing? Do they not see me sitting here? Clearly, I need something. Excuse me, sir. It's been 10 minutes. Um, excuse me. What's your name? Jeffrey. <laughs> nice to meet you, Jeffrey. I've been here for quite some time, and no one has taken my drink order. I'll take a Diet Coke, please. That's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> I'm just telling you, based on your perceived expectation, your perceived idea of what something is, it will directly affect the way you engage. And if you do not see church as a family, it affects the way you engage with it. If you see church as a building, if you see church as an event that you attend, it will directly affect how you engage with the people around you, with the expectations that you have. And what I want to make sure you understand is that this invitation that Jesus gives us, it is the most beautiful, inclusive, non-threatening invitation. Listen to this in Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. It says, how blessed is God? And what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love, to, meet, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. I'm going to read Ephesians 5.25. It says, this is instruction on the earthly relationship that we know of that is similar to what the Bible describes the relationship of the body of Christ to him. He calls, calls us the bride. So Ephesians 5.25 says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Jesus did not die for an organization. Jesus did not die for a building. Jesus died for his family. Jesus looks at us as his sons and his daughters. 
And it is up to us to accept this invitation, to see that when we come together, that our gathering is that of family. If we don't see the full picture of what Jesus has for us, we limit ourselves in the blessing he wants to give us. See, I understand when people think that when we ask for someone to volunteer from the pulpit or maybe online, if you're not in the right, if you don't have the right perception of what we're accomplishing here together, you will instantly think they just want to use me. They, they just need help. They, they're just suffering and they need volunteers. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's that we're inviting you too. And we're saying, hey, there is so much benefit. There's so much purpose. There's so much blessing when you start to see that we as the body of Christ, capital C, the church, we are the very vehicle that Jesus has picked to bring about his purpose on this earth. And it's in the context of the local church. And you know what? I've never in my lifetime realized the significance of local churches and their vision as I have in particular in the last two years. Because when you think about it, we've always known that the church, capital C, has here in North America, here in the U.S., that we pretty much have the same standard of things that we've always perceived happen in our lives and that we, you know, we need help in very general ways. But we know that maybe what a local or a, a pastor here in the U.S. would teach is different probably than what a pastor in Asia would teach because our life situations are different. Our life experiences are different. But you know what's been highlighted over the last two years since the pandemic is the need for a vision of a local church because I, we realize our life experiences are very different than the state next to us. I'm, I'm telling you, this morning, there is a local pastor in California that is teaching something very specific to the life situations, the life circumstances, to their congregation in California than we are here in Florida. I don't think that's always been the case. There are different closures. There are different mandates. There are different, you know, allowances by government officials and that sort of thing. We've never experienced that in the U.S. before. So it highlights the fact that we need a local church body because God is only going to sp speak something specific to those people in that congregation that has to do with their life experience day to day here in Central Florida. It's so different than someone in New York. So different than someone in North Carolina. You can, you can listen to podcasts all you want. But if you want clear direction, if you want the Holy Spirit to speak something specific to your life and your situation, that's why Jesus tells us, be a part of the family of God. 
and get planted in a local church so that you can let your purpose go beyond just a spectator and be a participant. Are you following me? Amen. The invitation is to see yourself as part of the family of God. Church is not a place I go or an event I attend. It is a spiritual family I belong to. COL on our website, I don't know if they put it up there. Oh, they made it. Look at that. Thanks, team. On our website, it says COL is a family growing in the love of Jesus. I love the way that that's worded, not just because my husband wrote it, but because I truly believe it for what it actually means. We exist at City of Life to make the hope of Jesus known. That is our purpose, family. And you get to decide if you want to be a part of that or not. But I invite you to do so. One of the ways that we make the hope of Jesus known is seeing ourselves as a family growing in the love of Jesus. It all coincides. It all brings unity and clarity and helps us have purpose in the vision and execute it effectively. So I want to say right now that what I feel is this is kind of a family meeting. Have you ever had one of those? If you haven't, you should. And if you haven't, it's probably time to, just so you know. Because if you're going to be intentional and grow in a healthy family, sometimes you have to have real conversations. Anybody have any teenagers? Okay. Those of you that don't, you will be having family meetings sometime soon. Sometime soon. But today, I, I would just say this is a family meeting. Because I want to talk about our family. I want to talk about City of Life and what our values are. I want to let you know that there are specific benefits that come to your life if you are a part of this family. These are things that the Lord has revealed to us as your pastors, to us as your leaders. And I think if you grab a hold of this, like I said, I want to have fun today. This is a lighthearted thing, but I promise you, if you grab a hold of this, it has such potential for life change. But I have an acronym for you. Anybody like a good acronym? Me too, until you have a letter at the end of this acronym that you're sure the Holy Spirit has told you to use, and you can't find nothing. <laughs> I was like on a roll, and then I was like, oh, why did the word have to end in a Y? So here's your acronym today, family. F-A-M-I-L-Y. We're gonna unpack this a little bit because this is how you can know if you are in alignment with our family values. This is your checklist, if you will, 
to know if you are being a, an active participant, if you are approaching church life, if you are approaching being a city of lifer in a healthy way, the way God has invited you to, you can look at these areas and it can kind of be um, a gauge, if you will, to make sure that things are in alignment. Is that cool? Because you know, every family has specific benefits, right? Can I tell you one of my favorite benefits of being in my actual family? What do you call it? Your what? Immediate family. That's not the word I was looking for. But thanks. Okay. Anyway, the family I live at home with, all five of us. One of my very favorite benefits is the last name. Smith. That is a great last name. Especially when you grow up with the last name I had. Don't research it. You can't find it. My husband and I make a joke that the moment that we had our first conversation, by the way, it was about football. I'm sure you were wondering, but literally I think it was a prerequisite for whoever was going to marry Jeff Smith is that they like football. And I had all the right answers, so I just, I came into our relationship as a Cowboys fan. Otherwise, I don't think it would have worked out, just so you know. But we make a joke that the moment he told me his last name, I was like, I do. <laughs> I was like, what's your last name, Smith? I do. <laughs> no, then we dated six years, so it took a while. But my last name growing up is Herring. And I know you're all going, that's not that bad. It actually, it actually is. Because every time, from the time I was a little kid, I would say, they would say, what's your name? And say, Amy Herring. And they're like, Harry? No. Herring. And, and they're like, what? Like the fish? I'm like, yes, or the bird. And then hair ring. Hair ring. I'm, don't, yeah. I love the last name Smith. So much more pleasant. Rolls off the tongue so much nicer. No explanation needed. You would think... The other day, I'm on the phone with somebody. This is not in my notes. I'm just having fun, like I said. I'm on the phone with somebody, and they say, can I have your first and last name? I say, yes, Amy Smith. And they're like, Smith? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can you spell that? And I'm like, S-M-I-T-H. I was like, whoa, okay. But that happens very rarely. But it did happen, I promise. But... One of the benefits of being a part of my family is the last name Smith. And I want to go over some of the benefits that we have as a church family that I believe God has specifically spoken to us. F stands for flourishing. Your life will flourish. Will. Everyone say will will flourish when you decide that you want to be part of the family of God. When you decide you want to be a part of this local church family. God has spoken to us that your life will flourish. You know how he's spoken to us? In Psalms, I think it's 92, verse 12 through 15, it clearly tells you 
that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, not those who attend casually, not those who come on Easter, not those who begrudgingly walk through the doors just to check it off of their to-do list or because they were guilted into it, but those who choose to put deep roots down, flourish. It takes a long time for roots to go down deep. It takes a lot of endurance for your roots to go down deep. I know this because I'm a plant mom. It happened during the pandemic. And I will gladly teach you my ways because I'm a pretty good plant mom. But I understand that it takes time for healthy roots to grow. And I'm sorry if I uproot my same plant from soil to soil week after week and I don't take care of it, I don't nurture it, I don't give it the time it needs, it will not flourish. And I'm okay and I understand that people want to listen to wonderful preachers. I do the same thing. I think it's amazing that we have access to so many things online. I like Stephen Furtick as much as the next person. He's an incredible preacher, but he's not my pastor. He can edify me. He can encourage me, but you know what? I'm not planted there. So it's not soil I can flourish in. It's a different mindset. It's what I'm telling you about today that this, if you choose the city of life as your church family, you have to determine in advance that you're going to let roots grow deep and you're going to remain planted and see the flourishing that comes from it. This is not a convicting sermon. This is not a, you know patting ourselves on the back kind of sermon. I actually think it's just a church pride kind of sermon. I love this church. I love what God has called us to. I love this community. I love Osceola County, even 192 in Kissimmee. I do. But can we just talk about those weird phone towers that are giant trees? I don't know who made that decision, but... I love even that, guys. That's how much I love this area. I love Lake Nona. I love Orlando. This is, this is my home. I want to flourish here. And I want you to see that you can flourish here, too. If you haven't been flourishing, I told you, here's your checklist. Here's how you can make sure that you have the right mindset, that you're doing it God's way, and that you're a part of his family and a part of a healthy local church. The A stands for authentic. We are an authentic church. We desire to be authentic people. Not perfect, but authentic. I heard a preacher say, there are no perfect churches, and I fully agree. And if you find one, you should leave really fast because you'll mess it up. <laughs> I didn't say it. 
It's Craig Rochelle, actually, so <laughs> you can get mad at him. But it's so true. The family of God is imperfect. The body of Christ is perfect in the eyes of God, but in the context of relationships with one another, authenticity is so needed and necessary because your weaknesses and your strengths compared to my weaknesses and my strengths, we could actually learn from one another. We could actually sharpen one another. Not pretending, not putting on, you know, a mask and and just coming in and going out, but authentic, healthy relationships is what God desires of this church family, of City of Life. Let me just tell you, your authenticity is so much more than just being real. Your authenticity gives you the opportunity, like the Bible says, is to confess your sins one to another. When you get something out of the darkness in your life, it exposes it to the light, and there's freedom in that. That's why we want to be authentic. Very real with life and the things that we deal with. Number three, our checklist for our family maturing. If you are not maturing, then maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you're not receiving all the benefits. I believe that a 21 day prayer and fasting challenge will bring maturity into your life. That's why we do these things. It's not for just for the staff. Trust me, if I have it my way, I'm like, "Mm, count me out. I love Diet Coke, guys. And this is going to be, it is liquid, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I looked at you. <laughs> Yo, we added protein shakes, though. I was like, I can't do just fruit juice. I'll be, like, shaking or something. But we see, we love you so much. We made it very doable. And if you happen to see online that Diet Coke ends up getting added, I hacked into our (laughs) website or something, but um, I'll just, it's between me and God. But together, we should be maturing as believers. The things that used to offend us shouldn't offend us anymore. When we come in, we're not sitting with our arms crossed and just waiting for someone to meet our needs and do something for us. Mature believers recognize that they're ahead of someone else's journey. And they can be a spiritual mentor or a blessing to those people. That's what you learn in life as you get older. As a parent, you understand that you have a maturity that your children lack. You've done it a little longer. You've made your mistakes. And you help them avoid those same pitfalls. And as a healthy family, we should be maturing, not Going backwards, guys. Come on. Maturing so that the generations behind us can see how beautiful progress can be in our relationship with God. Can you say maturing? Cool. I just want to make sure you're listening. We are invested. Invested means committed. It's our time, our treasure, our talent. 
We understand as a church family that no one's trying to take something from us. They're actually trying to make sure that you're included in all of the beautiful ways that God wants to use you. We are limited on our own. But when we're invested together as a family, we have so much more potential and purpose that we can accomplish together. It's the way God wants his purpose accomplished on this earth is through an invested family of God. The L is loving. We want to be a loving church. Accepting whether people go through the greatest challenges or whether they're on a mountaintop. We're not jealous. We're not boastful. We're not judgmental. We're loving. And God honors that. And that's how I want this church to be. I want, I want people, we, we don't just write the phrase welcome home on the wall because it's catchy. We want people to understand this is, this can be home. This can be your church family. And when we're loving, we understand that the lost need the hope of Jesus. When we're loving, we understand our neighbors need the hope of Jesus. And we exist to make the hope of Jesus known. And you can do so by loving those around you and letting that be part of the mission and vision of your personal life because it's part of the mission and the vision of your family. And lastly, the why. The why. City of Life Church is yours. Ah, okay, I made it work, I made it work. I made it work. I'm proud of myself too, thank you so much. It's yours. I'll never forget, like a year ago, someone came up to me and they were like, Pastor Amy, I love your church. I was like, oh my gosh, me too. And they're like, I love hearing Pastor Justin preach. Me too. I love your church. And I started the thing, I was like, wait a second. I was like, do you attend City of Life? And she was like, yes, every Sunday. I was like, well, you do know it's not my church. It's your church. It's our church. That when we take ownership, we're like, this is my family. I can't wait to gather with my family. I can't wait to serve alongside of my family. Have you ever showed up to a family gathering and there's like that one random uncle that's just like sitting on the couch watching football and he's not helping at all? Or do we have those? You don't. Isn't that kind of annoying? You're like, yo, this is a family. We should all be <laughs> contributing somehow, but when you're the host or when it's your immediate family, we're having side conversations like, Mia, get up, go help Granjan, peel those potatoes. Jude, ask Pop if he needs anything. We're all contributing, but it's because we have ownership. It's because it's our family. It's our family gathering. It's our family party. It's our family that we're trying to contribute together and enjoy something together. And I think there's nothing more beautiful 
then when you find a healthy place to get planted, that it's not just, I go to your church, I go to a church. You say, I'm a city of lifer. I'm a part of that vision. I'm a part of what God is wanting to do in Osceola County through my church. So we are the family of God and we are city of lifers. And I want you to have pride in that. I want you to have ownership in that. I want you to love the church you're a part of because you know what? You help us build what God has called us to. It's not us, it's not our church, it's yours. It's ultimately God's. But when we're listening to him, he lets us know, hey, this is where you can put deep roots. This is where you can serve. This is where you can trust. This is where you can mature. This is where you can find forgiveness so that you can love without holding anything back. City of Life Church. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your calling and your purpose on each of our lives. And I love the way that you draw us together under one singular purpose, but with one specific vision that we have heard from the Holy Spirit for this area, for our area, for our church family. I just thank you that you'll just continue to teach us what it's like to be a part of a healthy church family. And still with every head bowed, maybe you've never even accepted that invitation. Jesus died for his sons and his daughters. And the way that you become a part of that spiritual family is when you acknowledge that you need Jesus as your savior. It comes from no other way, but recognizing you need him to be the Lord of your life. He died on a cross because of his love. He rose again because of his love. And we can have forgiveness and redemption and be part of the family of God when we put our faith and our trust in him. And I wanna give you an opportunity today. If that's you, no one's looking around. Maybe it's you at home online. You could uh, type in the chat, say, I need Jesus. And if you're here in the room, would you say, I need Jesus by just lifting your hand quickly acknowledging that you need him. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that invitation, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Church family, would you repeat this after me with those who lifted their hands? Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son as the redemption plan for my salvation. Jesus, I believe in you. I put my trust in you as my savior and as my Lord. I recognize that today I am accepting your invitation to be part of the family of God and to live with you in eternity forever. In Jesus' name. This concludes the teaching. 
If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.